0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome. So glad to have you. As a dental hygienist, We treat patients with a variety of chronic illnesses, diseases, and challenges, and many will also be on several medications as a result of these conditions. One of the problematic side effects that occur as a result of chronic illness, disease, or medication use can be xerostomia, also known as dry mouth, due to lack of saliva flow. In this episode, we are going to review the main functions of saliva and what good saliva flow looks like, some of the causes associated with xerostomia, and provide the dental hygiene student with the proper steps to take in the clinical setting in order to assess your patient for the existence of xerostomia. saliva that is found in the oral cavity comes from two areas, the gingival crevicular fluid as well as the glands within the oral cavity. And while saliva is basically composed of water, it also contains good stuff like potassium, calcium, magnesium, bicarbonate, sodium, and phosphate. The saliva has several functions and is an important component to good oral health. Saliva is one of those things that falls under the expression, you don't know what you've got till it's gone, because we hardly notice all the things that saliva does. When it is at the right level, it's just one of those bodily functions that we take for granted and we don't really think about. Saliva provides lubrication to the oral cavity, and this assists in the digestion process. It helps us with speaking and chewing. It allows our lips to easily move over our teeth when we speak, and our tongue to adjust to the sounds of language requirements. The lubrication provided by saliva also protects the gingiva, the teeth, and all the other areas of the oral mucosa from antimicrobial actions. Saliva continues to show strong connection to the remineralization process. There are fluoride ions in the saliva which increase the rate of crystallization within the organic matrix of the enamel. Saliva is one of those first contributors to the digestive process by initiating the breakdown of starch into those smaller sugar molecules and salivary enzymes initiate the process of the breakdown of fat in the early stage. Saliva can be described as the natural cleanser of the dentition with antibacterial qualities. Shh, don't tell your patients. The saliva found within the gingival crevicular fluid contains lysozymes, which are capable of destroying bacteria. Now that we've discussed saliva and all of its wonderful benefits and functions, let's talk about xerostomia. The first thing I'll say about xerostomia is that it is pretty widespread and affects millions of people. The risk of xerostomia increases with age And other health considerations risks also increase. So the use of medication, as a result, also increases. And many of those medications have xerostomia listed as a side effect. Now because our saliva tends to thicken as we age and may not decrease in the amount for some individuals, it still has the same side effects if it's thicker and more viscous. Consider removing all the wonderful benefits of saliva and healthy saliva flow. Now, xerostomia is not fatal, but it can significantly affect a person's quality of life, having an effect on their ability to eat, speak, and swallow, which are all the fun things to do. Patients will present in the dental chair with xerostomia, and they'll be more susceptible or have a higher risk for things like periodontal disease and tooth decay, especially on their root areas. They can present with candidiasis or angular chelitis as a result of this decreased saliva flow. As a clinician, it's important to know that many of your patients may be unaware of a change in their saliva flow or a change in the amount of saliva that they have or the consistency of their saliva until they have a few symptoms or some kind of complication, and then they may ask you about it. When working with a patient, it's important to ask the right questions during the assessment phase of treatment to allow for a comprehensive understanding of whether your patient has xerostomia as well as discovering what might be the cause of that issue. Specific questions for the clinician might be, does your mouth ever feel dry? Do you find yourself sipping water frequently? Do you ever feel like it's difficult to swallow? A key indicator to asking these questions may come right at the beginning of the appointment when your patient indicates a medication on their medical history that may have xerostomia listed as a primary side effect of using this medication. Now, during your intra-extraoral exam, you may notice the mirror being sticky and sticking to the buccal mucosa or dryness of the tongue or lips. Palpation of the parotid or submandibular gland may indicate slow or no saliva flow. There are a variety of tests that can be done to assess the flow of saliva and offer a definitive diagnosis. As a dental hygienist, it's important to be familiar with the symptoms and the treatment options for patients with serostomia in order to stabilize the dentition. There are some action steps that you can take in order to help your patients obtain relief from the effects of xerostomia. Find out if it could be from their medication and see if there might be a different medication that provides the same course of action from the physician that may not cause the xerostomia to be a side effect or as severe for your patient. It might be that just a simple change in the prescription that they are on might increase their saliva flow back to a manageable amount. Advise the patient that if they're not already taking frequent sips of water or carrying around a water bottle, that they should probably do that in order to help them stay hydrated. You could tell your patient that there are some oral sugar-free mints, or gum that contains xylitol that may also stimulate the saliva flow for them. Advise your patient on reducing the consumption of very acidic foods. Because their caries risk is going to be elevated while they have lower saliva flow, it's important to help them make the connection The other thing you want to educate them on is how the acidic environment works in the mouth through the digestive process, and that somebody that may be a grazer, someone who eats frequent small meals all day long, may have a greater impact with their caries when it comes to xerostomia relation. You want to also review products that your patient is using to take care of their teeth at home. For example, a mouth rinse that contains alcohol or glycerin may contribute to their dryness if your patient is using them. Try to meet your patient's specific needs with a product that will work specifically for them. There are many different types of products. Some products stimulate saliva flow. Others lubricate the tissue. Many of our xerostomia sufferers benefit from a combination of lubrication and stimulation products in addition to a routine prescription fluoride in order to make sure that their caries risk stays under control. It's important to monitor your patients using these products to make the determination if oral disease risk is being reduced and if your patient's symptoms are being reduced. Some products work really well for some, but not for others. Be persistent in your research to stay current on the latest options and product development to keep your toolbox of OHI recommendations current. Your patient will appreciate your knowledge, your persistence, and your passion to help them with this really tough challenge of saliva flow. Thanks so much for listening today. Join me next time where we will be reviewing ethical theories and the code of ethics for the dental hygienist. We'll also take a look at the decision-making model and how to implement that when you have an ethical dilemma. You won't want to miss it. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast.